Here's something you need to know about me. I do not enjoy romance films. Not romantic dramas. Not romantic comedies. None of it. And it's not because of anything like, I hate love. It's just those movies just don't do it for me. I often find them boring and unentertaining. And really, they're all the same. Okay, okay. What movie am I describing? A uh, man or woman is single because they're hard to date and or their significant other broke up with them and or died tragically and too soon. Another man or woman is engaged to be married, set to be married next week, is unsure about the person they're going to be married to, meets the single man or woman, finds them repulsive and or unpleasant in some way, some sort of plot contrivance forces them to be together for a day or two, they fall in love, but then they hate each other for some reason, only to resolve it. The wedding is called off, and the two are now in love and are about to, about to or end up getting married. I'm willing to bet all 10,000 of you listening to this right now just named a different movie. So thank you for proving my point. Now, I'm not done shitting on romantic comedies. The one that I cannot stand the most and will never, and it will never ever show up on this podcast is You Got Mail. And it's because of one scene. Now, if you haven't seen You Got Mail, a quick plot synopsis is Meg Ryan is a woman who owns a small local bookshop that's quaint and probably carries things like Live, Laugh, Love stitched on them. Tom Hanks is a man who owns a chain of bookstores. Think Barnes and Nobles or, since it was 1998, Borders or B. Dalton. Do you all remember B. Dalton? I sure do. I love the fuck out of them. Not my point. Anyway, Tom Hanks opens a fake Borders Dalton Nobles across the street from Meg Ryan's small bookshop uh, in hopes that she'll shut down. Now, in person, these two cannot stand each other. But what they don't know is they've been secretly talking to each other on this wacky new invention called AOL Chat Rooms. And they start falling in love with each other. Now, the problem I have with this setup is as follows. During a scene, Meg Ryan vows to never close her bookshop, and Tom Hanks, quoting from The Godfather, we're going to take this to the mattresses. Later that night, she's talking to him in the chat room, and remember, neither of them know who they're actually talking to. They think they're talking to different people. And Tom Hanks again says, we're going to take this to the mattresses. And Meg Ryan simply goes, huh, men sure do love that saying. That's the second time I heard that today. <laughs> fucking hell, lady. Connect the fucking dots. Ah, that movie just makes me mad and anyone who likes it should burn in hell. I I'm just kidding. My guest today loves that movie. I'm only talking shit. Uh, but now why am I going on this big tangerine about romantic comedies? Because of my hatred of all things romance, I shouldn't like Titanic. I should hate it. I should despise it. But yet, here I am about to sing its praises. Now, to those of you who are not around 1997 when Titanic was released in theaters, you have no idea how huge it was. I mean, the anticipation alone was nuts. The best thing I can compare it to in today's standards is... How everyone was excited for Spider-Man No Way Home. Yeah, yeah, seriously. It was that level of excitement. The budget was $200 million. And you know how much it's earned? Yes, I meant to use the present tense on that because it's still earning money. 
as of this recording, it's earned $2.2 billion. Billion. It became the highest grossing film of all time worldwide in 1998. And it stayed that way until 2009 when a little film called Avatar came out. Which is ironic in an Alanis Morissette sense. Now, I'm not joking with you when I say this movie was fucking huge. Or as they loved to say back in 1998, it was a titanic success. Let's talk about James Cameron really quickly here at the beginning. I'm sure we're going to talk about him during the show. Prior to Titanic, he made True Lies, Terminator 2, which will be covered on this show at some point, The Abyss, Aliens, The First Terminator, and Piranha 2, The Spawning, which just proves that we all have to start somewhere. After Titanic, he made a couple of movies for Disney before going all in for Avatar. This man's filmography is all sci-fi and action, then smack dab in the middle, a goddamn romantic drama that turns into a disaster film. It's like asking David Lynch to make a Disney movie about a guy going on a road trip on a tractor to visit his sick brother. It's that weird. Why do I like Titanic? Do I even like the romance parts, or am I all about the boat sinking? I guess we'll dive into that, because... Today on That's the Bomb, Yo, I welcome my best friend of 28 years, Bill Zaney, as we attempt to explain why Titanic is a hella rad movie from the 90s. Yo, VIP, let's kick it! Welcome to That's the Bomb, yo, 90 hella rad movies from the 90s. I am your host, Jason Soto. Hello, everybody. Uh, Today, my guest, uh, like I said, he's not only been my best friend for 28 years, he is also the host of a podcast uh, that we do together along with our other friends, Rob and Pete, uh, the Top 5 A through Z podcast, which you can find on rabbitholepodcast.com. Uh, say hello to Bill Zaney. Hello, Bill. What's up? Hey, what's up, man? How you doing on this fine, fine, chilly ass evening? Uh, I've been better, but I've been worse. <laughs> I'm gonna say that's good. Just 
<laughs> I'm just gonna cover all the bases and just say that's good. That that I'm that that I'll just say you're good. I'm glad you're good. Thank you. Uh, okay, Titanic. We're here to talk about Titanic today. Um, yeah. So me and you, we're 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 about the same age. We're both exactly 41, going on 42. Uh, we were both 17 um, when Titanic hit theaters. Do you remember? how big of a deal it was back when it came out. I certainly do. Like everyone was like talking about it, right? Yes. Everybody and, and, uh, everybody that those people knew and everybody that those people knew and everybody that those people knew. Yeah. It was, I mean, it was like uh it, it it's it's really hard to put exactly into words like the the feeling that everyone had for for Titanic like it was like they the trailer came out and then everyone just went nuts yeah i'd say your spider-man uh, no way home comparison is pretty accurate yes and it was it it stayed in the box if I remember correctly, and I don't think I'm exaggerating. It was in the theaters for like a long time. It came out December nineteenth, nineteen ninety seven, and I want to say like it was still in theaters like April of ninety eight. Like it was, it, <laughs> this was fucking huge. Yeah, it was. It was definitely in theaters longer than a movie normally is in theaters. <laughs> now, did you go see it in theaters? I did not. You did not. Okay. I did not understand the hype I, just yet at that point. Okay, so you hadn't seen it yet, and and so were you like against it? Like, did you see the trailer and was like, "That's not a movie I want to see." I don't remember a hundred percent, but I think that's a possibility. Okay. <laughs> now, was it? I mean, was it just because? I mean, it can't be because of the romance angle, because I like I I I hinted at and joked about in the monologue that you you do like romantic comedies and romantic films and stuff. So it's not that you saw the romance angle and was like, "Ew, I don't want anything to do with that." Right, but. It's possible people's reaction to that might have, like, even though I want to see something like that, when people are reacting to it, like, in a way where they're like, oh, my God, I was in tears for, like, three hours. And, <laughs> you know, you hear stuff like that, it's like, oh, I don't know if this is getting overhyped or... Mm. Now to talk about talk about awkward. I I saw this in the theater. I don't know if it was exactly opening weekend, but it was it was pretty close to when it came out. And I went and saw it with my dad and my grandmother. Uh, because I remember one day my dad was you know went to my grandma and was like, "Hey, do you want to see this Titanic movie?" And my grandma was like, "Yeah, I'd like to." And then I was there, and he was like, "You want to see it?" And I'm always down to see a movie. Um, I didn't know a lot about it myself. Like, I just remember, I just thought it was just like a, 
Honestly, I thought it was one of those like biopics. Like I thought like Leonardo DiCaprio and Kate Winslet were playing like real people. And this was just like we're gonna focus on like these people who were actually in a Titanic and then we're gonna follow the you know, the Titanic as it goes from, you know, wherever England or wherever going to America and it hits the iceberg and all that stuff. I just thought it was just like a biopic. I, I had no idea back then. Uh, that you know Leonardo DiCaprio and Kate Winslet, and for most part, like Billy Zane and a few other people that show up, uh, were fictional characters. Um, the only real character was um, Kathy Bates' character. She played Molly Brown, who was a real person, um, and she um, she was she had the nickname the Unsinkable Molly Brown because she was on like three or four other ships that ended up sinking, but she didn't die from them. And she, she ended up on the Titanic. Um, so like Kathy Bates is like one of the few, I don't want to say few, but one of the actual real people that actually existed. I was not aware of that. Oh, really? You didn't know that. Okay. <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was, yeah. Um, so, like, the captain of the ship, they showed the captain, that's, you know, he played, he, he, whatever his name was in the movie, that was the actual captain of the ship. Like, for the most part, like, the crew that they showed in the movie were real people, like, based on real people. It was just, like, they made up, like, a drama, like, a romance drama around Leonardo DiCaprio and Kate Winslet and Billy Zane and whoever else was in there. Um, they made like, you know, they just made up a story. Now I didn't know any of that going into the movie theater. I just thought it was just like a biopic, like I said. And then, um, I've established this on other shows. My dad's was mildly protective of things that I watched and he didn't like when I saw nudity. And so I think the nudity in this movie surprised my dad because <laughs> uh, he didn't know this was that part was in the movie. And I remember sitting there, too, has that the scene, the draw me like one of your French girls was happening. And I'm just sitting there awkward because I'm like, I'm with my dad and my grandmother and I'm 17 years old. And I, I didn't get to enjoy the nudity like other people did. <laughs> you know i'm sure everyone was all happy and stuff and i'm just sitting there like oh my god why is this happening right now <laughs> so when did you get to see it for the first time did you have to wait till it came out on on home video or did you eventually go see it in theaters um uh, you know what i saw it i saw it in a hotel room oh like the well, back then it was what, like the on demand. I don't know what, what it was on demand. I guess. Yeah. Oh, you, so you, you like rented it through like the 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 TV or whatever. Yeah, where you just look through the movies and pick one to rent. Or oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I want to say it was like a, a airborne reunion with my family. So, so you saw it with your family too for the first time. Actually, yeah. <laughs> I think I'm. I don't know. I know I watched it with Jackie, my aunt Jackie. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was just me and her. Or if, 
I think it was because she kept telling me how good it was. And I was like, okay, okay. And she's like, you don't believe me, do you? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> and she was like, I bet it's in the, you know, in the hotel. Mm. And it was there. So she's like, you're going to thank me after you watch this. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> so do you mean, like, I'm oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just, just say, yeah, I did. Uh, she was right. <laughs> do you, uh, do you remember what year? Like, how was this? Like a couple of years after, like two thousand. Like, when was this? See, I'm not sure. I'm so for it to be on demand in a hotel, and this is back, like you know, nowadays everything goes to on demand like within a month. I feel yes. like I feel like Titanic back in the the late nineties. You know, it didn't. It it was in theaters for most of 1998. It didn't get a like a video release till like mid 1998. So I felt like it had to have, if if this happened in on demand, this would have to have been late 98, early 99, maybe. Probably. Would that be accurate? You think that sounds accurate? Yeah, that sounds correct. Okay. Yeah. Um. So, okay, well, the home market, so this was in theaters for, like, the longest time, and then just they decide to take it out of the theaters, and then, like, I'm exaggerating, but, like, the next day it went on, v- <laughs> it went on VHS. And this VHS tape was huge. It was two VHS tapes. This movie is that long uh, that it, it, took, it took two VHS tapes. I have that, by the way. You have the VHS tape of Titanic. Yes. Oh, nice. And it's it's two tapes, right? I'm not exaggerating. No, you are correct. See, I, I, I the reason I, I remember this is because for some reason, when you go to like thrift stores or Goodwills or you know any place that sells like flea markets stuff like that, and you go look like through the VHS section. There's always a copy of Titanic on VHS. Like, it never fails. <laughs> like, like if me and you were together in the same city and I, we had nothing to do tomorrow, I would, like, say, let's go pick randomly a thrift store or a Goodwill. Let's head to the VHS section. And I bet you any amount of money there would be a VHS, at least one copy, if not more. Of Titanic, I I am always seeing it. It's 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 wild. <laughs> or at least one with one, one correct Titanic tape and one Elmo and Grouchling. <laughs> yeah, yeah, or yeah, or one tape. Yeah, one tape's just missing altogether, <laughs> and it's the first tape that's missing, so you only get yeah. the second tape. <laughs> But yeah, <laughs> but no. And then when it went to VHS, it was it was one of the highest selling, you know, VHS tapes of that year. Like people were nuts over this movie. It it was insane. And the award, like the Oscars, like oh my god, no other movies shouldn't have even bothered coming out that year because every award yeah. went to Titanic. I mean, I'm gonna look up the rewards, the the awards right now, and um, it it's literally was like, well, it won best picture of that year, ninety eight uh Oscars, 
Uh, I'm pretty sure it won Best Screenplay, Best Actor, Best Actress, uh, Best probably Cinematography. I still have a hard time finding it for some reason. But um, uh, uh, Accolades. There we go. That's what I want. Um, uh, let's see. Golden. Yeah, it won... It won four Golden Globes, uh, 14 Oscars, 14 Oscars. Like, that's insane. I cannot even think of another movie that would have won. Like, even Lord of the Rings didn't even win 14 Oscars. It won, like, eight. (laughs) Like, that's just insane. (laughs) I don't even know why they bother releasing other movies. In 1998, like, damn. Uh, what was it up against? I'm curious. Um, I'm trying to find it. But, okay, while I'm looking this up. Um, so, okay, so you wanted to be on the Titanic episode because uh, you said to me it was one of your favorites of the list that I had. Um, what was it about this movie that you liked? Oh, gosh. I mean... Well, I I had the as far as like similar movies, the only thing I had in mind ahead of time mm-hmm. was probably Poseidon Adventure. Okay, which is a great movie, but uh, the original. I mean, I I don't think I've seen the other ones to be honest. Mm. Uh, but then I knew it was supposed to be like a romance thing, so I knew it wasn't going to be exactly like Poseidon. Mm. So, I don't know. I guess I, I mean, there was still that aspect. They didn't like change the actual historical incident either. You know, that was still part of it. But right, right. Um, and that that was pretty. Uh, what the right word would be? Gripping, maybe. <laughs> okay, so was it? Did you like? What part did you like the most? The first half, which follows the romantic drama side, or did you like the second half, which follows the disaster, the ship sinking side? Or do you like both equally, you think? Well, assuming I ever had one, just, 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 just give me the benefit of doubt that I had a man card. I would hand it <laughs> I would hand it over to you right now through the internet. Okay. <laughs> say that I like the first half much better. <laughs> okay, so you didn't care for the, the boat sinking disaster part. Well, no, it's not that I didn't care for. I just, uh, I did enjoy that whole story, so. Okay, so you just prefer the first half of the yeah. romantic Slightly. triangle love story part. Okay, that's 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 perfectly fine. Hey, we're... We're, we're it's 2022 as we're recording this and we're a progressive era right now so don't even worry about it <laughs> uh okay so this is what was nominated for best picture the year titanic won it was as good as it gets the full monty goodwill hunting and la confidential now at least two of those that i listed is going to be coming up on this podcast so this that's going to be an interesting show um oh, well, uh, do you well, i was just going to ask do you think Titanic compared to those should have won best picture or do you think another one of those movies got got robbed I think as good as it gets could definitely give it a run for its money more than it 
probably did. I don't think it did really. <laughs> I I think that's an excellent movie too. Okay. Okay. That's cool. It's also romantic and that's more like the romantic comedy type of Right, yeah, that was and I, I did also say as good as it gets. Olix I thought it was more <laughs> of a just a straight comedy. I didn't know there was some I mean I still view it as a straight comedy. I I don't know. I mean, yeah, there's some romantic elements to it, but I feel like it's more focused on Jack Nicholson being weird and crazy. You know what I mean? Like, that's more of the focus of the movie. Yeah. It's not like it's focusing on him trying to get with Helen Hunt or whatever. Like, it, the, the, the that's like a... To me, that's a secondary part of that movie. The first part of it is like, hey, here's Jack Nicholson. He's a weird, wacky guy, and he hates everybody. He hates women. And now he's got to go on a road trip with the gay guy and this woman he has a crush on. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, to me, that's what the movie's about. It's more of like a comedy buddy road trip film. Uh, But, I don't know, we can see things differently. It's fine. I see where you're coming from with this one. But uh, okay, now I got now I got everything in front of me. So okay, this is everything that Titanic won that year. This is insane. So best picture, best uh, best director. Oddly enough, Leonardo DiCaprio and Kate Winslet. No, I take it back. Kate Winslet did get nominated, but she did not win. Has actress Helen Hunt won for as good as it gets. Ah. That's interesting. That's very interesting, huh? Leonardo DiCaprio did not even get nominated for Best Actor. That's wild to me as well. That's really weird. Yeah. Um. Uh, Gloria Stewart, who played the old version of Rose in Titanic, was nominated for Supporting Actress, did not win. Kim Basinger won for L.A. Confidential. Um. Then we go to... Was that... Uh... David Lynch? What? LA Confidential? No, that was uh um Michael Mann. Um hang on. You're testing my memory here while I bring it up. Um No <laughs> like David Lynch, Michael Mann. <laughs> like, no, ne- neither of them. It was directed by Curtis Hansen and written by him as well. It was based on a James Elroy novel. Oh, okay. Uh, so, okay, so Titanic, We so far we got Best Picture, Best Director, uh, was nominated for Best Actress, did not win, nominated for Best Supporting Actress, did not win. Uh, none of the guys got nominated for anything. That's strange, because you know what? You know who should have won something? Fucking Billy Zane in that movie. He, I yeah. liked his character. He was an evil scumbag, but... <laughs> You know, to me, to have that feeling, it means you're a good actor. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if I'm going to be like, God, Billy Zane in this movie, he, he's he's an asshole. To me, that's a sign of a good actor. If you could play a good asshole and I can say that to you, you deserve all the awards. Um, It won well, best uh, dramatic score, won best original song. I, that, that's probably not a surprise to anybody. Um, sound effects, and then it's all the technical stuff. Sound effects, sound, art direction, cinematography, um, costume design, editing, and visual effects. So it won mainly all the technical stuff. 
So nice. there you go. Um, well, those, I mean, at the time, the graphics. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, it still holds up. Now, I, I, I'll admit, I didn't get no, to watch. I didn't get to watch it recently. I was trying to, but then Netflix ended up taking it away. Uh, so I didn't get to watch it. Again. You know, I wanted to watch it at least once more for this show, but I didn't get to. Um, yeah. But from what I remember, I felt like they hold up. I mean, they, you know, James Cameron doesn't mess around. No. <laughs> he's, he's a very, he's like the modern Stanley Kubrick, you know, like he, he doesn't cut corners. He doesn't, you know, he'll do multiple takes. He'll do whatever it needs to do to make a movie. And that includes putting all of your actors in a uh, 55 degree tub of water for eight hours damn it that's what we're gonna do <laughs> well, Terminator 2 still looks amazing yeah see exactly exactly so all of his as, as much shit as I'm about to give James Cameron in a minute here uh, he deserves it um, cause yeah he was a really damn good director back in the 90s Terminator 2 was awesome Aliens is awesome um and uh, what well, I forgot everything else I said that he did, but um, yeah, uh, the Abyss is good. The first Terminator was good. Uh, True Lies, I love True Lies. True oh, Lies is, is an awesome movie. Yeah, uh, it's just I can't get behind Avatar. I I just can't. I it's I don't know. I something funny, huh? I saw True Lies in a hotel for everyone. <laughs> So you only watch James Cameron movies if you're at a hotel. Okay. I didn't know that, but apparently that's the case. It wasn't intentional. I'm only well, going I am only gonna watch James Cameron movies in hotels. Now I'll probably make it intentional from there. You go. If I need James next James Cameron movie that comes out, I'm going to a hotel. No, but then he ends up going to make Avatar. Which you know start which blows Titanic out of the water. Now it's it now Avatar is like the biggest, grossest selling movie of all time. Breaks all these records and stuff. But I cannot get behind Avatar. I do not. I am not a fan of that movie. I know you do. You told me you liked Avatar. I enjoyed it. Or was I wrong? I don't know. I could be wrong, but no, I enjoyed it. Okay. Um, I was. I mean. I, I need to revisit it because I'm not, hmm. not sure how much I enjoyed it, to be honest. I know I enjoyed it, though. Okay. I think I was more blown away by the visual aspect of it than... I was just kind of bored with it, honestly. Like, it was just kind of boring to me. <laughs> yeah. I just... Yeah, I just... And then the fact that he's he's now kind of up his own ass with this movie, and he's like, I'm going to make four more movies! <laughs> like... <laughs> Like, come on, man. And then, and here, Avatar came out in 2009. It's 2022. We don't have the second movie yet. Like, I don't know what you're doing, man. I I want to get behind you because you made some of the greatest movies of all time. But I don't know if I can get behind what you're doing now, James Cameron. I don't know what you're doing. But that, that kind of proves your point that you were making a minute ago, that he really puts everything even if it takes 20 30 years to make a movie <laughs> that's a bit much i mean to take to take 19 20 21 
23 or I'm sorry, 13 years to make a movie like that's just ridiculous. And then to just automatically go, Hey, here's this first movie. I, I got four more sequels coming out, um, after it. Like that's really presumptuous. If you ask me, if you ask me, uh, okay. Now talking speaking of things that would not go away, this movie was, was out forever in 1998 you know what else ruled the airwaves in 1998? Um, you, pro- you probably know where I'm going with this. The Offspring? No. Celine Dion's song, My Heart Will Go On. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Duh. I don't know. See, to people who were not there, <laughs> who were not around in 1998, you have zero idea how much that song was played. I can't even think of a song that's out right now that's being played as much as Celine Dion's My Heart Will Go On was played back in 1998. Um, Like, it was everywhere. It was in, like, the grocery stores. It would be, like, on the radio all the time. I think even, like, rock stations that don't play Celine Dion ended up playing fucking Celine Dion. Like, you could not, you could not escape. You could not escape. Escape. <laughs> My heart will go on. And it won an Oscar for, you know, best song, so obviously. Uh I don't know if it won any Grammys. Let me see. I bet you I bet you it won some Grammys. Um uh let's see here. But it won over uh, plenty of Grammys. Uh, I'm sure I'm sure it won over won over plenty of Grammys. Oh Jesus. <laughs> Well, that's the th- okay, but there's the thing about that. Okay, Celine Dion up until that point was just this like singer chick from Canada who sang all these like weepy romantic epic songs. Like the other only other Celine Dion song I can think of is the uh, "It's All Coming Back to Me Now." Um. Which I I'm gonna admit I kind of actually like that song. It's like a guilty pleasure of mine. Uh, but she does like these weird, like overly epic, grandiose songs, <laughs> and then they get her to do the song for Titanic, and it, it like it makes sense, but then it doesn't make sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean I can't think who else they would have got for that. I mean she didn't write the song; she just sang it. Like someone else wrote the song. Um, and they just got her to sing it. And, um, so I, I really, I, I, I can't even imagine a timeline where Celine Dion does not do that song. Like no matter what other multiverse theory you believe that there's multiple earths out there, every single one of those earths has Celine Dion singing. My heart will go on. (laughs) That's how, that's how epically huge. (laughs) That's how epically huge that song is. It carries over onto the multiverses. <laughs> I don't know, man. I've watched a lot of sliders, and I, I have to say there's plenty of different... Mm, I don't know. I think that's the one constant. That's going to be the one... That's going to be the one constant. I, I, I guarantee it. <laughs> but, um, all right. So, uh, now, I remember when this movie came out, 
um, I was in high school. We were both high school. We were seniors in high school when this movie came out. And uh, I didn't have a lot of friends because I was at a different school than you were. Uh, but I would hear people talk, you know, during like free period or in the hallways and stuff. People, everybody at my school saw this damn movie. Like that again. This is how big this movie was back in the day. Um, I would hear like dude bros, you know, the douchey dudes that I would go to school with talk about this, and they would they would be like, yeah, man. So I went and took I took I took my girl to go see Titanic, and I was like. All right, I'm gonna fall. I'm gonna go to sleep during the romance part. Wake me up when the when the boat sinks, and then and then they would be like, "Yeah, we our favorite part of the movie is when the boat sinks," and I feel like there is an interesting divide with this movie. Like it is like two separate movies, like that mashed into one, because it's like the first half, like the first like hour and a half, maybe even two hours is the romance story of Leonardo DiCaprio trying to, uh, or he meets uh, Kate Winslet's character, Rose, and uh, they fall in love with each other, but Rose is engaged to Billy Zane's character, and uh, she would rather, you know, go party with Leo in the below decks where all the poor people were, uh, and then they ended up having sex in the, in the car, and then he paints her like one of his French women, um, and then there's all that angle. And then there's like a point in the movie. I don't know. I, I, I wanted to time it when I watched it, but I don't know when it happens. Then the the, the ship hits the iceberg and then the sinking happens. And then that's when the action kicks in. And then like, there's not any hint of a love story in the second half outside of, outside of. Uh, Jack, Leonardo DiCaprio's character, trying to save Rose. Yeah. That's really about it. Like, the rom- the romance stuff is gone. Now it's just everyone for themselves. Everyone needs to get on the lifeboats. <laughs> this ship is sinking. The ship is now, you know, ass up, and then it's going to break in the half. Uh, it's going to land on some people, kill them. They're all floating in the water and all this stuff. Um yeah, it, it, it's it's such a like. I mean, do you do you, do you, do you agree with me that it's very interesting how this movie is divided like that? Like it's almost like almost not like it was done on purpose. Yeah, yeah, I, I totally agree. It's it's it, it is it's it is like two separate movies, but it's in it's done in such a way that. You can't be mad about it. It's like, a... yeah, because it blends in. It blends into it naturally. Like it, it just, you know, because it, it, it's just them. You know, yeah, you know, Jack and Rose like kissing and laughing and having sex and whatever. And then it just it bleeds right into the iceberg straight ahead, and then crash, and then crunk, and then explosions and ship breaking and stuff. And then it, it just kind of flows naturally like it's it's very interesting it's very well done i have to give him credit for for coming up with that 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 was that was very clever um so this movie sparked a controversy um recently like as recently as like maybe 10 years ago uh and i want to get your thoughts on this if you remember i hope you remember people are mad that rose did not let jack on the door at the end of the movie. 
Oh, because if you remember, just anyone out there who don't remember, after the ship it like sinks, it was a meme, yeah. And then, but everyone was discussing on the internet. It even became an episode of the MythBusters, like the MythBusters covered it. That's how that's how popular this got. So they're they're in the water. They're waiting to get rescued. And both uh, Jack and Rose, they find this like floating door, um, you know, floating in the water. So Jack puts Rose up on the door. And then Jack then just like stays in the water holding her hand. And then people got all mad on the internet like, oh, she totally could have let him on the door. There was plenty of room. And then other people were like, no, but then like, you know, he would have made it too heavy and they would have sunk. So there was this, all this argument. What do you think? Do you A, remember that? And B, what's your opinion on that? Well, I'm, I'm far from an expert on on what floats and what doesn't but <laughs> i fi- I've always, i do find stuff like that interesting uh i what was it what's i want to say david letterman hmm had a segment like that or, am, or was it someone else i'm not sure what you're trying to get at i don't know like it maybe it was it might have even been one of the jimmies <laughs> <laughs> Gosh, some some late night host had an actual segment called "Will It Float," and they would check what floats and what doesn't. Mm. Anyway, uh, I always enjoyed that because they would literally check and see what, like you know, half okay. the audience would be divided. And hmm. uh, they actually do that on this show too. Uh, the, my daughter Abby watches it's called Ryan's World and it's on YouTube. Oh, okay. They do that too. They <clears throat> oh, nice. where they check and see what floats and what doesn't. Really? But yeah. But even 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 though I I watch stuff like that, I still wouldn't consider myself an expert. All right, all right. That's I mean, that's fine. This is just your opinion. It's fine. Uh I'll say this. If I guess they could have tested it and if it started to flow, he could have jumped back off. Hmm. But it, it would have changed the movie. Well, yeah, I mean, I get from a story point, you know, storytelling point, he would have to die, right? I mean, that that's kind of what the point of the movie was. Is like he died and she was alone for how... 84 years. <laughs> yeah. um, I'm about to get to the memes too, but yeah, it's been, it's been 84 years, but, uh, it probably wouldn't have hurt for them to try it out. I, I, I think, I think he could have been on that door. Okay. I think they both could have got on there and they would have survived together. I don't know why they, they didn't try. Yeah. They could have just tried. Just, just, just try it. They didn't. Yeah, and then, uh, Obviously if it started to sink, he's, He's still gonna go with letting her have it then. I yeah, I suppose so. Yeah, but then poor yeah, poor old Jack froze well, unless death he in the turned water. into a total <laughs> douchebag all of a sudden. <laughs> he just becomes Billy Zane all of a sudden. No, no, no. But uh, I guess. My mind, Rose. <laughs> <laughs> nope, never mind. In the water you go. <laughs> You're gonna sink and freeze. No, um. 
That sounds okay. like something Peter Griffin would reminisce about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At that time, the Jack changed his mind and put Rose in the water. <laughs> um. <laughs> all right, last uh, last little bit here I want to talk about is is the memes. This was this movie was really highly memed because uh, we got the the door thing like we we talked about. Then we got the uh, paint me like one of your French girls meme. Have you been seeing those on the internet? Uh, no, I don't think I have seen that one. I mean, it'll be like you know, it could be anything from either like it'll be the part before she takes her clothes off and she says that line like paint me like one of your French girls, and then it go to like him drawing, and then depending on what the person then decides to do who made the meme, they'll either have like cut to a completely different movie or show or a YouTube video of just somebody like laying on the ground in a weird way. <laughs> um, or it'll go to Leonardo DiCaprio, not quite drawing her right. Like be her, him doing like a stick figure or right. him just like scribbling in the notebook and not even actually drawing or, or there was one that I saw where because she was nude, like they made her, they made like, uh, like just made the boobs like really big, <laughs> and they had like arrows going like boobs, <laughs> like stuff like that, like you know. <laughs> now that now that you explained it, I think I have seen that a few times. Okay, yeah, um. Yeah, this is like a very memed movie. This I I don't want to say it's the most memed movie, but I think it's up there because there's all kinds of stuff that like people take from this movie and just put it in like memes. It's 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 kind of interesting actually, and I think that speaks for the movie that it stands the test of time. That here we are in 2022, for God's sakes, and people are referencing Titanic. Yeah, but the thing that what the thing that I'm I don't understand is like these like you said it was what like ten years ago when the meme came out. Um, that, probably about when they when like whenever memes started becoming a thing. I want to say it was about ten fifteen years ago. That's still so many years after the movie came out. And it's right, like, right, right. Exactly. Yeah. What? Where do these? Is it because? people that were too young back then or weren't born yet is because they're discovering this stuff for the first time and they're the it, ones going on the internet. It very stuff. well could be that these are these are the millennials who watched this movie as a kid with their parents when they were, you know, they were like two or three back in 98 and now they're 18 to 20 year olds and they're on Vine or whatever, you know, I'm going like 2009, 10, like when all this stuff was yeah. new, uh, cause, uh, now it'd be TikTok, but you know, back in like 2009 and between 2009 and 2012, we had Vine. Um, so we had all these like, you know, millennials, like, you know, who are like now like 18 to 21 years old, like remembering, well, I remember this stupid movie. My parents made me watch Titanic and, like, yeah, let's make fun of the scene where, you know, Leonardo DiCaprio's drawing Kate Winslet's boobs. Let's do a vine about that, you know? <laughs> or they're, like, going through their parents' movie collection. They see the the two VHS tape <laughs> version of Titanic, and they're like, I remember that movie. Let's make fun of it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. 
Um, so yeah, I mean, there you go. It, I think it just speaks for how you know how popular this movie is that it's it's 2022 and we're still talking about it. Memes are being made about it. References are being made. It's still technically making money. Like it, it people are still buying this like on DVD. Or if you're thrift shopping for VHS tapes, you're buying it on VHS. Like it, <laughs> it, it, you know, it's still going on. It's still going on. It's, it's amazing. So, I don't know. I think it's safe to say that this is the movie that solidified uh, Leo's career too. Yes, I yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, let, let's dive in just tap into that for a minute. Yeah, you know, prior to this, you know, Leonardo DiCaprio wasn't like a household name. Like he was in stuff, like he was in like What's Eating Gilbert Grape and Excellent. Basketball Diaries and um Excellent. and what? Sorry. Oh no, I'm sorry. I was just saying excellent to each of those. Oh, sorry. I thought you were saying a movie. Yeah, yeah, yes, yes, yes. Absolutely, yes. Um, and then like a few other like small parts here and there. Uh, then he shows up in Titanic, and then all of a sudden, like the friggin' his the world is his oyster. He can he can have any movie part he wants. He can he basically dates any woman he wants. I mean, don't forget critters. Three. He was he was in Critters Three, yes, absolutely. <laughs> no, I did not forget about that. No, yeah, he he shows up into this, and then he, um, he just yeah, he just takes over the world. Kate Winslet too, technically, really. I mean, she was you know she was more of an established British actor, uh, just doing like a bunch of movies in England. Uh, then she made this, and then her popularity kind of grows as well. Uh, probably not to the level of, you know, Leonardo DiCaprio. I think, I think he became more famous, if I'm going to say, you know, I hate, to, I hate yeah. to say that. Um, but she didn't do too bad herself. Like, you know, she, you know, she, she, but I think she was more picky about her roles, I guess, you know, like she wasn't just in anything, probably. you know, she, she would show up in, you know, mainly romantic comedies, um, but you know what it was though. She is excellent, excellent in Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Oh, that's right. I forgot that was her. Name. She is fucking amazing in that movie. And yeah. um, yeah, absolutely. So that's enough right there. Those two roles. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. So. You know, you know, yeah, Leonardo DiCaprio and Kate Winslet, they did all right for themselves, you know, after this movie came out. <laughs> um, absolutely, yes. Um, all right, you got any, like, any last words about Titanic? Like, you know, what's, you know, in terms of, if you had to say, is Titanic in your top ten favorite movies of all time, would you say yeah or no? Top ten of all time. Yeah, like you know, don't tell me a number. Just think for a second. Like, is Titanic top ten worthy, or is it? It's gonna have to be outside top ten. Okay, there's gonna be a two part answer. I think. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Is it top ten worthy? Yes. 
Okay. Does it quite make my top ten? No. Okay. Fair enough. I'm I'm sort of with you. I I like this movie. I really it and you know like I said I'm not a romantic guy, and you know I I I I don't know to answer the question that I posed at the beginning of the show. Do I like this movie because of the romance, or do I like it because of the destruction in the later half of it? And I'm gonna say I don't know. I actually kind of enjoyed the romantic story in the first half of it. I kind of liked seeing Kate Winslet running around with Leonardo DiCaprio, you know, running from Billy Zane, who's being a dick. Um, I like seeing the different social classes, like this is how the rich people are, this is how the poor people are. Um, You know, I kind of enjoyed, you know, seeing all that stuff, seeing their romance kind of blossom throughout, you know, and they're just stuck on a ship. Like, they're stuck on this ship. It was supposed to be, like, a two- or three-week trip, I think, if I remember correctly, the original trip. Um, So they're just stuck on a boat together for two two weeks. A three-hour tour. Oh, no. Not quite. Um, But, uh... Yeah, so I I was entertained by that, but I think yeah, the the destruction part, you know, was done very well. You know, it it looked very realistic like seeing that boat, you know, when it was sinking, the top the the back half of the boat being up in the air and then it breaks in half and then it slams down into the water on the people like that that is some awesome shit. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm I'm all for that. I I mean, if we're gonna say disaster movies, uh huh, which no this doubt. kind of is, this kind of is yeah. technically. <laughs> if we just went disaster movies, uh-huh. without a doubt, top ten. Okay, all right, that I that that's that's cool. I like it. I like it. Do you think it's the most romantic movie of all time? No. Okay. Because some people have made that claim that it's the most romantic movie of all time. I'd say it could it could easily make the top ten of that category also, though. Okay. That's fair enough. Okay. All right. Well, um, Bill, thank you so much for uh, coming on the show and talk about Titanic with me. I enjoyed this conversation. I hope thank you, you did, too. And uh, people can listen to me, you, Rob, and Pete uh, talk about top five stuff over at the Top 5 A through Z podcasts. That's quite right. All right, Bill. Well, thank you so much for being on my show. I, I had fun doing this with you. Same here, buddy. That's the bomb, yo. 90 hella rad movies from the 90s is hosted, written, and edited by me, Jason Soto. I can be found on Twitter at Famous Comedian, or you can email me any questions, comments, or concerns to rabbitholepod at gmail.com, spelled R-B-B-T-H-O-L-E-P-O-D. This show is a Rabbit Hole Podcast production. You can find this episode and several other great podcasts over at rabbitholepodcasts.com. And you can follow Rabbit Hole Podcasts on Twitter at 
rabbit hole pod r-b-b-t-h-o-l-e-p-o-d until next time i'm jason soto and remember wear sunscreen we are like the maury povich of podcasts people come to this show because it's a train wreck i'm giving this podcast three stars the coast keeps yelling at me the people have clearly spoken Check out Whatever with Jason Soto on Anchor, Apple, Google, wherever you get awesome podcasts, or you can go to the home location at rabbitholepodcast.com. Second thing I want to talk about is I want to talk about urination. I want to talk about peeing specifically. See what happens when Jason throws out the segments. This is what we get instead. Copyright 2022 Rabbit Hole Podcasts. RabbitholePodcast.com.